Don't pick up that phone, ignore your boss, and stay listening to the Mutual Audio Network, where imagination meets relaxation. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. It's time. You're listening to the National Edgar Allan Poe Theater on the Air. Sponsored in part by Baltimore's own Raven Beer, this ongoing series brings to your ears the best-known works from America's revered grandfather of horror and suspense. From room to room in the asylum of the mysterious Dr. Mallard, Poe's wretched souls describe their awful tales while they await the doctor's revolutionary system to treat and cure the mentally crippled. In today's episode, the National Edgar Allan Poe Theater on the Air takes on Poe's famous poem about love, lost hope, obsession, and tragedy, The Raven. In our last episode, A Descent into the Maelstrom, we found ourselves at the mercy of a shipwreck at sea and learned the physical toll on those who survived the clutches of a near-mythical storm. see nothing. They're both gone. And he was lashed to it. He still is. We're going under. Now, Professor Mallard leads us down the hall for a conversation with another of his children. Our next case is, even by my standards, quite unusual indeed. In his grief and sorrow over the loss of his one true love, the patient has subverted the solace that many find in the peaceful contemplation of the divine. In its place, he has created a nightmarish hellscape of demons and their familiars, who torment him with the very silence that his fevered and obsessed brain craves. Before being brought to my institution, he had been found in his home in a fugue state, suggesting a complete psychotic break with reality. Here, he berates the attendants for what he calls their lack of faith and routinely invokes the name of an adversary. What adversary, you may ask? Some rogue who wronged him? A dread messenger? An evil specter? Well, yes. And no. No, indeed, he fancies himself at the mercy of an avian adversary. A bird-like fiend he claims even now to be plaguing him with sinister single-mindedness and a single word. Is he mad, or is some unseen power truly demanding his attention? I'll let you judge for yourself. His cell is just here. Good evening! Shut up! Shut up! Will you never leave me alone? Yes, this is what we were discussing in the hall. May we come in? Get down from there, damn you! If I said you can't come in, would it stop you? A valid point, so onward. My guest here was hoping to hear some of your story, perhaps some bit of detail about what happened that fateful night after the death of your fiance. What was her name? Uh, Lenore? You keep her name out of your mouth. You don't deserve to be thought of in the same breath as her. The woman was a saint. Very well, very well. Let her remain nameless for the moment. What, if I may ask, are you writing? Words. Thoughts. Did you not tell me to write down my feelings that it might exercise my demons, as you put it? So I did. Would you care to share your writing with us? I mean, it's quite rough still. Notes, essentially. 
Once upon a midnight dreary while I pondered weak and weary over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore. Yes, let me stop you there, if I may. Poetry has its place, dear chap, but in your case, I suspect, it might be more of a distancing mechanism. If you are ever to come to grips with your demons, you need to speak plainly. From the heart. From the heart. I hear you. Shut up. The heart is the point, you chattering empty suit. Let me ask you. Have you ever been in love? I've been known to break a heart or two, and I'd imagine I've known heartache myself. If you have to imagine it, then you have not known it. I don't mean some schoolyard crush, some inconsequential coupling that lasts for a year and burns itself out. I mean real love, deep and rare. So rare you would swear it was a gift from the very arms of the angels. That's what Lenore was for me. So radiant, so beautiful, so important. She was all I could ever have dreamt of. In an instant, she was gone. Lenore! I can't bring myself to say her name without drowning again in misery. Yes, well, perhaps you might still indulge our guest here. They've come such a long way to hear your story. And certainly the circumstances have less to do with love and more to do with the unwelcome visitor you claim plagues you still. So you say. Very well. I remember it as if it were yesterday. It was December, unusually stormy for that time of year, and we had just put my beloved in the earth scant days earlier. Bless her sainted heart. In that whole time, I'd been unable to find any rest, and my so-called friends had all but abandoned me. Finally, I locked myself away in the front parlor of my home in the hope that some of my favorite books might help me find a way to put an end to this... this... Sorrow. Well, that's the end of the wood. So much the better, anyway. It's midnight. I may as well let the fire burn out on its own. Hmm. Look at that. The light of the fire throwing shadows on the rug like so many... ghosts? It's beautiful, almost. Back to the reading. Thankfully, I have more than enough books to last some time. To get lost in a good story, that's what I need. Something, anything, to take my mind off of her. What was that? What is that? (laughs) It's just the sound of the wind blowing the curtains. Better make sure the windows are closed, you old fool. You're not heating the whole outdoors. It's not the wind. It's someone at the door. A visitor. Yes, that's it. It's a visitor at the door. Oh, my heart is racing. Get a hold of yourself. It's just some late visitor come to check on me. Knocking gently. That's it. Nothing more. All right, then. Don't be rude. Answer the damn door. Hello? Hello there? Sir, or madam, I suppose. I'm so sorry to have left you out there, but you know it's late, and the fact is I was napping, and you came rapping so gently, so very gently. I wasn't sure if there was someone at the door, or if... 
nothing, nothing but darkness. Is anyone there? Hello? If you're out there, come closer. The night is so dark I can't see. What is it? What's going on? Am I losing my mind? Good Lord, let it be the devil himself to carry me away. That would be a relief. Hello? Nothing. Not a sound. There's no one there unless... No, don't be crazy. And yet... Well, that was not fun. <laughs> Your mind is playing tricks on you, you know. You really have to pull yourself to... What is it? The wind again? I, I thought I'd closed the window. But it's there, surely, at the window lattice. All right, let's check again and explore this little mystery. <laughs> as soon as my heart stops racing, that is. It's all right. It's all right. It's as I thought. It's the wind and nothing more. Well, saints be praised if it isn't a bird. Jet black. A raven? Yes, a raven. Well, that's just too perfect. The Greek god sent ravens as prophecy. I don't need a bird to tell me I've had bad luck. I know I've had bad luck. <laughs> Look at him, walking in like the king, like he owns the place. And now he's making himself at home over the door on the bust of Pallas on the shelf there. Wonderful. Now I'll have to have the place cleaned. Hey! Hey, bird! I have to admit, he's a funny old thing. Sitting there looking down on me like a judge. So serious. You! You're like some weird little rooster with its crest shaved off. You have nerve, I'll give you that, you grim little bastard. Coming here in the dead of night while my grief is still new. So, your majesty, why don't you tell me what your name is? Never, never more. <laughs> How about that? Never more, huh? What, is that your name? Huh. I've heard of parrots talking. Budgies, too. And minas. Crude little prophets of doom. But a raven... And I've never heard any bird speak English so plainly. Huh. Even though what he's saying makes no sense, this is still amazing. I can't imagine anyone has ever seen a bird, or any animal for that matter, sitting on top of a statue and saying its name plain as day. Nevermore. Say, you there, can you say anything else? Nothing. Not a word. He just sits there. You there! Say something! Perfect. Just perfect. Alone in a room with an unwanted house guest that just sits and stares at me. I don't know why I should be surprised. All my other friends have abandoned me in my time of need. By tomorrow he will leave me, along with what little hope I have left. Nevermore. Nevermore. <gasps> Damn bird! You frightened me! Can't you say anything else? Nevermore. Say something! Well, I, I suppose he just heard it said quite a lot and picked it up. Yes, without a doubt. This is the only thing he says because he picked it up from some unhappy master. 
Isn't that it? Of course. It was his owner, plagued by a series of unmerciful disasters, one tragedy after the other until the bird learned to say the word, if only to share the burden. Am I right? Answer me. But instead it became a funeral dirge for his owner's lost hope. It's so sad. Tragic, really. Never, never more. Still, the old thing makes me smile. Not much else to do. Let's wheel this old chair over and get comfortable. I have some questions for this, Raven. Some might call it a blessing to have something to take your mind off your own misfortune. Some might. I don't. Would you kindly shut up? And yet you were graced with company by some greater hand when arguably you needed it most. Greater hand. Am I to get on my knees and thank the heavens for this, this ungodly thing? You heretic. I can tell you've never spent time in the presence of a raven. Let me assure you, they are not pleasant companions. They're grim, ungainly, ghastly, gaunt. They're the perfect omen for the Greek gods precisely because they are so ominous. Anyway, I sat there in front of the bird for some time trying to make sense of it all. How did it get here of all places, and what did it want from me? And what, in the name of all that is good in this world, did the bird truly mean in croaking nevermore? I found myself lost in thought, and all the while the bird said nothing. It just perched there on the statue over the door with its fiery eyes burning into the very core of my bosom. And I sat there too, reclining my head on the cushioned seat back in the lamplight. That chair... We bought that chair together, Lenore and I. Crushed violet velvet. Not my style. <laughs> but she used to love to rest her head on the seat cushions. She'll never rest her head on that chair again. Never more. <clears throat> I sense that we may be straying a bit off topic. Uh, shall we return to the night in question? What? Uh, yes. Well, as I said, I was thinking about that damned bird when, out of nowhere, things in the room, well, they started to change. Wait a moment. What's happening? The air, it's almost like it's thicker somehow. The smell, like incense. But the room is empty. Where can the smell be coming from, if not from heaven? Are there angels here? <laughs> it can't be, can it? Of course, of course it can, you wretch. It can't be more plain. Your God has sent down angels to give you a message of relief, some Respite, some way of forgetting about your loss. Drink it down, you idiot. Drink it down. You can forget your lost Lenore. Prophet, thing of evil. I don't care if you're a bird or a demon, you're still a prophet. 
Whether the devil himself sent you to me or if the stormy night just dropped you at my door, I don't care. I'm alone in this awful, empty place, in this home haunted by horrors. I'm alone. Alone. Please, you have to tell me truly. Is there some way to forget my sorrows? Can I appeal to a higher power? Mother who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You see, I've been praying. I have. Praying for some relief. Something to soothe me to get my mind off of her, off of this place. What kind of God would allow something like this to happen? Tell me. Tell me. I'm begging you. But you're a prophet. Bird or devil, you evil thing, you're still a prophet. There is a God. Tell me, give me your word. A vow by that heaven that you know bends above us, by that God we both adore. My soul cannot bear the sorrow I need to know. When I die, will I see her again? In the vast expanse of time beyond this world, will I ever again be able to hold her, hold her in my arms again? My sainted, my beloved. The angels named her. They named her Lenore. Nevermore, nevermore. That's the last word I ever want to hear from you. Bird, fiend, whatever you are, out! I want you out! Go on, get back into the night and crawl back to your masters in hell. I don't want a trace of you here, not a single black feather. Leave! Leave my loneliness unbroken, do you hear me? Get off that accursed statue. I can't stand to look at you. Your beak is like a knife in my heart. Get out of here and never darken my doorway again. Get out! Nevermore. That was his reply. That's the only word he ever said and the only thing he says to this day. Because you might not see him, but I do. He's there. He never moves, but he's there. He's still sitting there, sitting above my door. You see him, don't you? Why, of course we see him, my dear fellow. We both do. He's just uh, there, isn't he? Don't patronize me, you worm. I know you. Oh, yes, you can't see him because you believe in nothing. Only the devout can see through the mundane and into the eternal. But I do. I do. I see him. He's there. Right there. I can see his eyes piercing my soul like some kind of demon in a dream. But the demon is the dream. His eyes. His eyes. You can see him. I know you can. I feel it in you. He's there, under the lamp that's above the door. Look, the lamplight is just streaming over him. Look at his shadow. You can see his shadow floating on the floor. Hmm. Yes, shadows floating on the floor. Demon eyes. The demon is the dream. It all hangs together quite logically. Get out! You're no better than that bird. I know you. Your cruel, beady eyes, your icy stare, Satan's spawn. You bring evil wherever you go. Anyone with untainted eyes in his head should see that shadow lying floating on the floor. My soul. My soul. It'll never be lifted from this hell on earth. Never more. Never more. My soul.
Lord, help my poor soul. There's nothing more to be gained from this. I suggest we make our way down the hall. Shut up! I hear you, bird! Fiend! Damn you! Shut up! Never more! Never more! We cannot fault the man his faith, that much is certain. A truer believer is likely not to be found anywhere else in the world. A shame that his dedication to higher powers should be derailed in such a dramatic way. The loss of his beloved perverted his pursuit of truth beyond the corporeal into a hair shirt he will wear forever. Well, not forever, of course. My system should provide him the relief for which he so desperately yearns, and he will in time be able to embrace the lightness that he has been seeking for so long. I'll be sure to invite you back as we make progress in his case. In the meantime, please follow me. Our next fascinating subject is just down this hall. You've been listening to the National Edgar Allan Poe Theatre on the Air and our production of The Raven, adapted for radio by Alex Zavistovich. The Raven was directed by Jennifer Restak, produced by Ty Ford, and performed by Alex Zavistovich. Poe Theatre on the Air theme by Greg Martin. The National Edgar Allan Poe Theatre on the Air is sponsored in part by Baltimore's own Raven Beer, purveyors of Poe-inspired craft beer. More information can be found on the web at ravenbeer.com. More information on the National Edgar Allan Poe Theatre on the Air can be found at poetheater.org. Until next time, this is Alex Abistovich reminding you that all that we see or seem is but a dream within a dream. You're tuned into Monday Matinee on the Mutual Audio Network. Tomorrow is all things horror on Tuesday Terrors. Subscribe to the full Mutual Audio Network feed for every day or find Tuesday Terrors in your favorite podcast players. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together. <laughs>